Welcome to the second of four shows in which we'll be meeting the latest group of entrepreneurs from the Block Dojo Incubator Programme in London. On the day of their final showcase presentation to an audience of potential investors, I talked to the founders of two businesses that promised to turbocharge the mergers and acquisitions market and to revolutionise football finance. You're listening to CoinGeek Conversations with Charles Miller. Nico Malgari's Sport Finex uses his experience in the business of football to create a platform that will make deals between financial institutions and football clubs faster and cheaper. So we are a solution for football clubs and financial institutions to streamline deals between one side and the other. So what we do is we simplify the whole process of basically finding opportunities on the football market for financial institutions that want to invest into football. And in this case, what we do is we are developing a invoice financing solution so that we make the whole process streamlined and much easier and we get rid of all the intermediaries that many of the times they don't so add value. These, yeah. these are... If, if a big business yeah. financial institution wants to put money into football as an investment, mm-hmm. then you will recommend to them what they should do or where they should go? Correct. So we are essentially a platform where the financial institutions can tell us what they're looking for. So we are starting with fin- uh, invoice financing because it's one of the biggest pain points of, of the industry of football clubs. So when football clubs sell a player, they they usually don't get all the money in one chunk. They usually get the money paid in four or five installments. So they struggle a lot, the CFOs, because what they what they what happens is that they they find that they have one month maybe or even less to find a solution to finance the transfer. Right. In that case, they're being paid by a different club, though, right? Yes. So I'll give you an example. When, for instance, Enzo from Benfica went to Chelsea, Chelsea did not pay the 100 plus million in one chunk. They paid him four or five installments. And what happened with Benfica is that they had to refinance the transfer because they were only left with 30 million in that market in that transfer window. So if they want to go back to, uh, to, um, to the transfer window to get a replacement, then they need to finance the transfer. So they need to borrow some money. Correct. So they borrow money and that, that, that triggers the whole process of calling intermediaries, having so many people involved in a deal. And on average, what I know based on my experience, it takes up to six weeks to just talk about money. So what we do is we make things simple for them because we've got a platform leveraging AI to match the both sides. And we use blockchain to do a KYB and KYC. So we validate all the stakeholders, which is as well another big pain point. And then we do the data storage on the blockchain as well. And we help them ensure that no information is going to be leaked to the media or to any other intermediaries that are trying to leverage their position. How does AI come into it then? So what we do is, as soon as a, say, the money side, the financial institution comes into our platform, they give us their criteria. And based on the way they show us that they've been doing deals, we match them straight away with clubs that actually make sense for them. So we've got our AI system, machine learning as well, that takes care of looking at the whole information. And if you are a club and you get matched with the money side, they know that because of our system that will be matched and because it makes sense for them to do a deal. Because it takes a lot of time. 
how difficult is it going to be to build this platform? Well, it's very easy because we're not reinventing the, the, the wheel. In fact, we don't want to get rid of valuable intermediaries. Sometimes the clouds want to have their own representatives as well as the financial institutions. So it's not going to be hard because the technology is there. So we, it's going to take us only up to three months to develop the whole platform. And it's not going to take a long time for us to get into the market because I'm leveraging on my six years of experience and network. So when you've got your platform working, how many sort of expert staff will you need on your team to actually make these deals happen? Or is the idea that the different parties simply use the technology and interact with them, with each other like that? So we want to go step by step. So of course, our final objective is to be a fund ourselves. So we want to raise that want to be the ones that lend money, want to be our own lender. But at the very early stage, what we do is we work with the financial firms that have got their own expertise, but don't have the team that actually has knowledge of the football industry and don't really have the time and don't have the network. So we're going to use their expertise to do all the due diligence and all the paperwork. And then on the club side, the CFO is the one that actually does all the analysis, et cetera. So what we make sure is that all the time consuming, which is getting on the calls, sending emails, texts, et cetera, until we talk about money, we get rid of that. That's our first step. As soon as we roll on a few deals and we can prove that we actually have a top-notch solution, then our next step is to work with one of the financial firms that have worked with us already and raise that so that we become our own lender and that we can actually work on the smaller deals that these big financial firms don't have the time to work on. And is the business model here that you will take a percentage of a deal when it's completed or how, how will you make money? So you see, because we are saving money because time is money and we are saving money as well as in um, in commissions that the intermediaries, the offline traditional intermediaries take, we're going to charge both stakeholders, so both sides, we're going to charge a subscription fee. And we also take a smaller percentage that a intermediary would take. So we have both subscription and we also take percentage in commission. You've got quite a background in this industry already. What makes you convinced that there is a need for this kind of service? Time. Because... As we can see, football is becoming more and more international. It's becoming more and more digital on the pitch. The clubs are using big data to do the scouting, to make key decision making. But on the actual operation side, there is big room to to improve the, the processes. And I think there is a big need for something like this because clubs, they need to take quick decisions and the money sometimes is not enough to go forward with a few players that they're interested in. And sometimes, so imagine if you don't get the striker that you're looking for because you're lacking on finance, your whole season might be influenced by that only player that you're missing. And imagine if you're that club that is fighting to not get relegated because we've brought this solution to get the best financial solution, then we save you the whole season. So of course it's... How much do you need to put into the system about players, though? Will you need to have a sort of a list of eligible players who might be on the market or something like that? Yes. So we are not. We don't deal with players. We only deal with money. So what we do is we get the criteria 
only based on money. So we, we take as security, the, of course, the buying club that's going to become our security. And the selling club is the one that we advance the money. So our own, the only data we use is the financial securities that they can offer. Right, I see. Um, if this all goes well, which I'm sure it will, is there a potential for it to expand into other sports? Correct. So what we do is for now, by 2024, we want to become the go-to solution for invoice financing. Next step is to add more services as acquisitions and longer term loans. Then our natural step is to get into more sports like Formula One, MotoGP, Rugby, NBA, etc. And then next step by 2026, we want to get into sponsorship, which needs the same exactly solution. But instead of getting those financial solutions in the platform, we offer sponsorship matching. So say a brand wants to get into football, we help them matching with the best um, option for them and vice versa. I, I'm imagining that to sort of really kickstart this, you're going to want one really amazing deal that you can demonstrate to other people that you've done. Is that right? Yes. So because I, I've got the, the experience and I, I did do a, a few deals in, in sports finance, that's going to help a lot. But also because we've been developing this based on the feedback that we got from the clubs that I've been working together for a long time then we already have a soft commitment with one of the best clubs. Well, we have about six clubs that are very interested. And I'm talking about clubs that play Champions League. And those are the ones that are going to give us the, the first deal, as you say. And of course, are going to give us all the leverage that we need in order to get all the next clubs. So we're aiming to have, by the end of 2024, we're going to have 50 clubs on the platform and four financial firms. Well, really good luck with it. it. It sounds like it's an incredible project. So hope it goes really well. Thank you very much for talking to me, Nico. Thank you. Thank you so much. Today's second startup also wants to improve business efficiency. But for Alfie Lambert of BizCrunch, it's about facilitating deals between investors and the businesses they want to acquire. BizCrunch is deal origination and financial analysis for uh, mergers and acquisitions. So it's a platform that helps people who want to buy businesses find data on the businesses they want to buy. Okay, so it's sort of company information that you will gather together and sell to people who might be interested. Yeah, essentially. So yeah, it's a SaaS subscription platform where um, people can go on there and search for you know, a company's revenues, locations, all the kind of parameters that they want to find, what we call an off-market deal. So they're not businesses that are listed for sale. They're companies that may be interested for sale. It's kind of like a cold outreach to businesses that people might want to buy. Okay. And so how does that work? How do you, as, as BizCrunch, kind of get this information? The, most of the data is actually out there for free. So it's on Companies House and you can download it in one huge zip file. The, the trick is to actually comb through that data and find the financial information that's sort of buried in accounts and um, addresses and trading addresses and the persons of significant control and all of that kind of thing. So it's bringing all that data together. Um, also sort of contact information from a few different sources and stitching it all into one place, uh, performing some sort of algorithmic magic on the financials and putting in a nice clean list. All right. So... You're, you're gathering public information, but then you're adding value to it by the way that you are analyzing it. Absolutely. And at the moment, these teams do this manually, but as you can imagine, it just takes a really long time. And so what is it that you can bring to it that other people haven't? 
It's the algorithms that we use to find the data. So, for example, a big niche of ours are companies that turn over less than 10 million a year. So they don't have to publicly announce their sort of uh, profits or their debts, but it is buried within the, the financial data if you can sort of eke it out. In, in so, the company's house. In, in the company's house data, yeah, exactly. So, again, this is something that uh, people are doing. Uh, super smart people are spending sort of dozens of hours a week on data entry and moving stuff around spreadsheets, and we're just doing that for them, basically. Right. And so I think you're also promising that if I want to acquire a company, mm -hmm. you're going to not just show me all the companies that are of this fit into this kind of these description, but actually ones that would be relevant to me. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We've, uh, one of our key features is what we call a, a smart acquire filter. So what we've done is cluster together some really important sort of data points and filters and are really easy to find. Um, things like simple ownership, so we can work out whether a company is owned by a person or owned by a company, whether that company is owned by a company, and sort of how, how far back that goes. Things like that are really important when you want to buy a business. And so, and what about the, what the company actually does? How do you find that out? So that's a really interesting one, and that's one of the big problems we're working on solving. So at the moment, you have something called an SIC code, which classifies your business on company's house. The problem is they're really broad. So there's one for tech, which would mean everybody that you speak to today is the same type of company, which obviously they're not. And also they don't prompt you to change it if you change your business, for example. So they can be inaccurate. Um, so that's something we're going to solve in sort of version two is we are looking at building a sort of AI reader to look at websites and ascertain what it is a company actually does. Right. So if you've got a company name, but it doesn't tell you in company's house what it actually does, you then look on its website or, or LinkedIn or something, I suppose. Yes, even. yeah. So, I mean, it will tell you on Companies House what it, they said they did when they registered the company, but that's not always necessarily what they do now. And it's also not usually niche enough. And I'm surprised that this kind of service isn't already out there. Yeah, so it is for the either end of the market. So for startups, there's lots of platforms that provide data for startups because startups are quite sexy and everybody wants to kind of be involved in those. And at the top end of M&A, there are some really important tools by Moody's um, that are really expensive and they're great for finding out lots of detail on one company. But if the company you're buying is turning over less than sort of 20 million a year, those tools are just too expensive to use and they don't really give you enough data. So it's that gap in the middle between sort of startups and big companies that we're filling. And currently, there just isn't a tool that does that. Interesting. So what sort of progress, what sort of stage have you reached now? Um, my beta version is in testing right now. I'm putting my first uh, design partner customers on there next week. We'll do some formal user testing. And then we're hoping for a full public launch in September. So as far as the actual technology behind it is concerned, you're not particularly challenged by that, or at least you've got that under control, right? Well, I mean, the team that we've got have a lot of good experience. So I previously founded a, a startup in B2B data. So I've kind of jumped over some of these hurdles before, and so have the rest of the team. So it's something that we've done previously. Um, the thing that we're not uh, as au okay fait with is the blockchain part of it, which is something that we're going to have to bring in sort of external help for. Um, so the big dream for us in the long term is to build a marketplace for people to buy and sell companies. So in preparation for that, we are uh, going to be adding buyers to our sort of block blockchain accreditation system. We can verify whether they've owned a company before, if they have access to financials, they have any red flags or bankruptcies, stuff that the seller wants to know. And that kind of paves the way for us to add the company information, the financial data to the blockchain, and even eventually maybe sort of tokenize the very assets that are being traded. Um, because one of the big problems we found is sort of trust, trust in the person at the other end. So that's kind of where we want to harness the immutability of blockchain for that. So if I, um, if, if I get involved in the system, how would, how would my data get into your 
this onto the blockchain through your software? As a buyer, if you were to register, then you would go through an onboarding program, some of the standard sort of KYC stuff, you would submit some data, but then you would obviously be in control of that in a sort of private wallet. Mm. Um, and you can share that at your will. So you would have a kind of profile, a, a buyer's profile, if you like. You could share that with a potential seller and they could go on there and verify that we've checked that you know you meet these certain provisos so they can trust in you. So one of the big problems we found when talking to people selling companies was that they would get to maybe the term sheet stage and then the buyer couldn't access the financials or had had a bankruptcy in the past and, and everything fell through. So if we can provide that information up front without the buyer having to supply too much personal information, um, we can solve that problem. So do you see this potentially working the other way around then, that if I'm a small company who wants to get bought, mm -hmm. I can come to you and see who might be interested in buying me? Absolutely. That's, that's the next stage for us. And I also think that in the long term, I think that um, company financials and accounting will be blockchain based. So I feel like we're actually getting a step ahead of that. If we have this company's house data on the blockchain, we can start verifying companies and the financials and the, and the owners. I feel like we are a kind of step ahead of where I believe you know, company auditing is going to go in the future. And to access your database then, how does that work in, in order to, to access the blockchain? Does, will you have an app or something? or how, how, will they, how will a subscriber get the information? Yeah, so at, at the point at which you sign up, you'll go through the standard BizCrunch website and the onboarding process, and then there will be a separate app or you know, a, a page they can go to when their profile has been shared. So you do it with a code, QR code or, or, a, or a link, and they can share that out. It doesn't necessarily even have to be at the point of someone selling their business with us. If you were a buyer approaching someone cold, um, it gives you a, a kind of a bit of authority to say, I've been approved on this site and they can go there and check. Um, so we're hoping to become the sort of standard for verification for buying and selling companies in the UK. And do you think the whole thing can be done by software or will you need staff who will actually be needing to talk to people and making sure that the information that's going in is, is true? Well, there absolutely are going to need to be people in the process, um, especially at the point at which people are buying and selling, because there needs to be due diligence. There are always lawyers involved and accountants and possibly consultants. So we'll be re recommending partners at that point. Um, there always needs to be people in the loop with this thing. It can't be completely software-based. And obviously, people want to have that connection when they buy and sell a business. It won't just be they never meet the person they sell the company to. It's just we kind of make a, a, an introduction and sort of build the pathway for them to have trust in each other. And is your business model, does it include getting a sort of introduction fee when these mergers take place? Um, that's something we haven't quite covered yet. So this is all sort of stage two, the marketplace. Stage one is just this kind of data gathering for the off-market stuff. So we haven't finalized that yet, um, but I would imagine so. Uh, so how's the Block Dojo program been for you? Block Dojo has been excellent. Um, the program itself has been great, especially for any sort of new founders that haven't done it before. But the connections that we've made, not just with the other founders, but with the mentors and investors is, have been excellent. And, and you know, things like this, uh, they've kind of thought of every step of the way to get you from that idea to a, a, you know, a business that's worth funding. And it's a big showcase evening this evening. What, yeah. are, you, what are you hoping for to get out of that? Um, so yeah, big showcase tonight. I'm hoping for a good crowd. I'm slightly worried that with the train strikes, we might be a bit hampered uh, with the turnout. Um, I'm in a very lucky position that subject to due diligence, we have already funded our round for the most part. So maybe we, we might take a few additional tickets to sort of oversubscribe. But um, so I'm, I'm very happy with that. Um, but I, I hope that everybody else you know, gets the funding they're looking for. Fantastic. Well, Alfie, thank you so much for talking to me and really good luck with your project. Thank Sounds you. Sounds amazing. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks very much to Alfie Lambert and to Nico Malgary, who we met first.
Next week, I'll be talking to two more entrepreneurs about carbon credits and ethical hackers. So please join me for that. But until then, thanks for listening. And from me, Charles Miller, goodbye.